Welcome everybody to the brand new edition of the Offstump Podcast and this is the T20 Fever. I'm Dhanush Lamanya, welcoming to you all and today, January 10th, is going to be the day when T20 cricket in 2024 is going to intensify. We are already seeing the Big Bash League going upon in Australia and it is reaching towards its business end and it is definitely amping up in excitement as the games are far progressing. Along with that, we are going to be seeing the start of the second edition today, that is the SA20, a tournament that has been the brainchild of the South African cricket for a long period of time. They have tried to establish this tournament a number of years ago itself, but unfortunately, due to the financial constraints and the uh, political constraints, it was tough for them to establish a franchise league of their own, which is going to bring a lot of money into the board and also is going to intensify the game of T20 cricket for the world in general. And in that case, last year was finally the time when they were able to establish the SA20. And it came out as the franchisee league, the IPL equivalent for South Africa. And it was a terrific tournament for sure with the way the tournament progressed in the first edition and having six teams that are already established in the IPL in one side because all the six teams if we see in the SA20 have a franchise in the IPL. So they already know the dynamics of a franchise league and it is way more easier to make sure this tournament is established within uh, the first couple of years and that is what it has happened. The first edition was an outstanding edition last year in January and that was a same edition where we had 33 matches in total. We had six teams. We had big players coming in and performing for their respective franchises. The biggest thing was that the sister firms, the sister franchises of the IPL teams were coming out there and it was feeling like as if an IPL tournament is once again organized in South Africa. And talking about IPL, it is something that is going to come in a couple of months' time. But definitely these SA20s, the Bangladesh Premier Leagues, the uh, international T20s are definitely going to lead up to the big magnum opus that is the IPL in uh, April and May. And talking about this tournament in general, let us uh, go what all had happened in the first edition. The first edition happened in 2023 and it was having the six teams out there, Sunrisers Eastern Cape, which has the Sunrise Hyderabad franchise in the IPL. They were the ones who emerged victorious, beating Pretoria Capital, who have the Delhi Capitals franchisee in the IPL as well. So Pretoria Capital were the ones who were defeated by the uh, Sunrise Eastern Cape and they won the first edition of the SA20 last year. And along with these two teams, there was the MI Cape Town, which is the Mumbai Indians equivalent in SA20. There is Joburg Super Kings, which is a sister franchisee of Chennai Super Kings from the IPL. The Durban Super Giants, which is having its own franchisee in Lucknow Super Giants, which is also a new one in the IPL as well. And then there is Pal Royals, which is equivalent to the Rajasthan Royals in the IPL. And all these teams are once again coming up in this edition as well. And as far as the captains that will be leading these teams, it will be Aidan Markram, one of the primary players of the South African international squad, someone who has been nurtured into being the captain of the national team because I remember him starting up in the Under-19 World Cup back in 2014. He, Kagi all played together and won the Under-19 World Cup back in 2014. And from then till now, he has been the guy who has been expected to take the baton. And now, 
opposed to the World Cup, we are definitely seeing him being the limited overs captain for the South African team. And here in the first edition itself, he successfully led the Sunrisers Eastern Cape in winning the championship. And that performance led him to get a, get a captaincy in the IPL as well. But unfortunately, the result there came out different for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. So here, you'll be hoping that the Sunrisers Eastern Cape, the legacy continues, another good season happens, and once again, they can defend their trophy. And as far as the Pretoria capital is concerned, this team definitely doesn't have that big captaincy figure like an Aiden Markham. But they definitely have someone like a Wayne Parnell, who has been the veteran of the South African cricket over the years. He has been someone who has played for South Africa for nearly 15 years, and he has been a part of the under-19 circuit, the international circuit, for such a long period of time that he has got great experience under his belt, and he's definitely a terrific captain to push for for the Pretoria capital. And they did pretty decently well as well, finishing up at the top of the table at the end of the league stage in the first edition, ending up in the finals as the runner-ups. So they, they had a bad final at the end of the day. It was one bad game in the final last year where they were just bundled out for 127-137, which was an easy target to chase off for uh, Sunrisers Eastern Cape. And Pretoria Capital definitely threw out the tournament. They were a team to look out for. And as far as the other teams are concerned, MI Cape Town last year was a big all-star team that had come out to play the SAT20 because they had the likes of Deval Brevis, they had the likes of Kaki Sorabada, they had uh, Rasi van der Dusen, the South African flavor, you, you had it out there with uh, so much quality and potential. Along with that, you had someone like Rashid Khan who was leading the team and someone like Sam Curran and Liam Livingston coming out and being a part of the team, Jofra Archer also played. But unfortunately, it was more like a too, too many cooks spoiling the broth kind of a situation which resulted in uh, MI Cape Town having a horrible season because they finished up at the bottom of the table and weren't able to perform the way they were expecting in the first edition. Because when you bring an all-star squad into a tournament, definitely a lot of expectations will come upon you. And unfortunately, that uh, backfired in a way for them and that resulted in them uh, finishing up at the bottom of the table in the first edition. But this edition, it is a different team altogether because Rashid Khan is not coming up because he is recovering from his uh, back surgery that he recently had. So in place of him, there is Kyron Pollard, who has been the batting coach of the Mumbai Indians team in the IPL and such a big legend for the Mumbai Indians franchise. He is leading the MI Cape Town season, uh, Cape Town this time in the second edition, and he will be the one taking the troops uh, ahead. And he will be having the likes of Kaki Sorabada, he will be having Sam Curran, uh, Liam Livingston, Nuan Tushara is someone that is uh, made into the Mumbai, Mumbai Indian squad in the internet, in the IPL circuit, but also here in the MI Cape Town team as well. Then there is the experience of Rasi Van Der Dusen, Bjorn Hendricks. So it's a very well laid out squad. Can they live up to the expectations this time? It's something that needs to be seen as the tournament progresses. Then it's Joburg Super Kings, someone who made it into the playoffs last year, but unfortunately weren't able to lift the trophy like how their uh, compatriots in the IPL do so much uh, so regularly because 10 finals and 5 championships is what Chennai Super Kings uh, have in their resume. But for Joburg Super Kings in the first season, they were eliminated in the semi-finals out there. But still, looking at the squad, it is a very well-oiled machine is what we can say. Faf Duplessis, the experienced head who hasn't been in the Chennai Super Kings colors but in some way he has managed to have the yellow jersey on him through the Joe Bucks Super Kings, he will be the one leading the team uh, from the front like last year. And he's having some good chunk of uh, international and dom domestic players out there. There is Moinali, 
there is uh, someone like a uh, Gerard Kojia who has been the breakout star of the South African South African cricket over the last uh, one year or so. He is someone that definitely embodies the successor of a Dale Sane of sorts, and that is what Gerard Kojia is. Had a great season last year. He'll be hoping to do similarly in this edition as well. Nandre Berger, who has become such a big name in the uh, South African cricket circuit over the last three, four months, is also a big part of the Joburg Super Kings. So you have Nandre Berger and Gerard Kozia as your lead pacers out there. Then you have a top order batter like Risa Hendricks, who can be so good and so elegant. He has been someone that has consistently performed whenever given chances. But due to selection issues, he has been someone that has always been in the radar, but unfortunately to make the playing 11 out there. But here in the uh, in the tournament, he is uh, outstanding is what we can say for the Joburg Super Kings. And he will be the pick of the players in the top. But for me, the two players that I'll be looking for this edition will be the will be the X-Factor players of the Joburg Super Kings, according to me. Because they were big players in the previous edition of the SA20. And they were Donovan Ferreira and Louis Duploy. Two players who are very uh, less known to the bigger world out there. They announced themselves through their performance in the previous edition of the SA20. And this edition is something that I'll be expecting them to do the same. Donovan Ferreira, a terrific player, a finisher, a proven finisher out there who can come out and swing right from the word go. Louis Deploy, a fabulous, uh, talented English batter who is in the middle order out there. A left-hander definitely brings in a lot of flair into that middle order of the MIK of the Joburg Super Kings. And then there is someone like Kamoin Ali who, is, who has his experience and he can definitely play a major role in that part as well. And then the remaining two teams in the in this uh, league is the Durban Super Giants and the Pal Royals. As far as the Durban Super Giants is concerned, they have kind of changed the captaincy from previous edition to this season. They had given it to Quinton Decock, but Quinton Decock has been a player who hasn't had that much confidence leading the side from the front. So he's just taken the role of the wicketkeeper opener. And this time it would be Keshav Maharaj, who has led the South African team also from the front. He will be the one leading the uh, Durban Super Giants in this edition. And looking into that squad, it is uh, an, another all-star squad, a mixture of quality and uh, talent out there. There, are, there is the West Indian flavor in Kyle Mayers, Nicholas Poulin out there. And then you have players, the local players like Hendrich Glass and Matt Bretzky, who are big haters of T20 cricket out there for the South African team in recent times. And then there is uh, foreign pacers in the form of Naveen Ullak and Reece Stopley. So it is a well-oiled machine altogether is what we can say for the Durban Super Giants. And they will be definitely a team to look out for, for sure in this edition. Nicholas Puran is someone that might be available for the first few games of the tournament. And then he will be going on to lead the MI Emirates in the IELT 20 from January 19th. So he won't be there available for the edition, for the complete edition. But in place of him, there is someone like a Banakaraj the Baksa to replace. So definitely, it, wa- it won't be that uh, tough for the Durban Super Giants to replace a player like uh, uh, like Nicholas Puran by Banakaraj the Baksa as the season goes ahead. And as far as the Ball Royals are concerned, there is David Miller out there. There is Josh Butler, Jason Roy, Fabian Allen, Beyond Fortune, Tabre Shamsi, Andal of Eklukwayo. A good chunk of international and local players out there who have good amount of experience in the international circuit. So definitely this is going to be a it's a, definitely going to be a team that will be hoping to do a lot better than what they did in the previous edition because they finished up at the number four position and they were eliminated in the semi-finals, unfortunately. But this time they'll be hoping to make it to the final and even lift the trophy out there. Because if you are a royal, 
you should have lifted the inaugural trophy because in 2008 it was the Rajasthan Royals who were the ones to call themselves the inaugural champions, the first ever champions of the IPL. Something that unfortunately Paul Royals couldn't do, but can they do it in the second season? It's something that needs to be seen in the SA 2020-24. How long this tournament is going to be, if you look into it, it is going to be starting today on January 10th and it will be going for exactly one month, 31 days. It will be ending up on February 10th, 2024. A total of 34 matches will be played in the tournament, 30 league stage matches. And after the 30 league stage matches, the top four teams that are there in the points table will be going into the playoffs. Last year, there was no playoff system that was, uh, uh, that was scheduled out that it was a normal knockout system which had a semi-final one between uh, rank number one versus rank number four and semi-final two between number two and number three. This time, they have gone to the playoffs route, which uh, was pioneered by the IPL back in 2011. And in the SAT20, we are seeing it for the first time as well. And this time, we will be having the playoffs version where the top two teams will have that extra opportunity to go into the finals. They will play the qualifier one. The winner will go directly to the final. Then the eliminator is going to happen between number three and number four, where the winner of that game is going to play the loser of the qualifier one in the second qualifier. And the second qualifier, it is going to be the decider where who is going to be the one facing the team that has won the qualifier one in the final. So February 10th will be the final, and that is going to be the day when we will get to know which are the two teams and which is the team that will lift the trophy in SA 2020-24. As far as the players that uh, we definitely talked about, um, uh, I, I mentioned about the four teams and my Cape Town, Joburg, Super Kings, Devon, Super Giants and Paul Royals. Definitely missed out on Sunrise Eastern Cape. Markham is someone that is definitely a huge name for that franchisee out there. But the way the rest of the franchisee is built, definitely we can expect a, a, a similar kind of an addition this time as well. There is the experienced head of Temba Boma out there. He came as a replacement player in the previous edition and he just stepped up and performed extremely well out there. Marco Janssen, one of the big players, uh, youngsters who is proving himself as the years go by. He is the lead pacer now because Sisana Magala has been ruled out from the tournament. Then there is someone like Tristan Stubbs who has been the highest uh, paid player, uh, highest paid South African or highest paid player in the SA20 auctions. So he is someone that is going to be a big name in this uh, Sunrise Eastern Cape team. Then there is the experience uh, of David Malan and Adam Rossington coming from England. Adam Rossington, someone who had a terrific edition last time, scoring over 250 runs, is going to be a definitely that black horse in this team who is definitely dark horse, dark horse who is going to be under the radar, but he is going to do his duties as the opening batter and is just uh, going to make sure that he gets the runs for the Sunrise Eastern Cape team. As far as the Pretoria capital is concerned, the captain is uh, Wayne Parnell for sure. And even Ethan Bosch can also be the, uh, someone who can lead the team uh, from the front. He's the lead pacer of the uh, of the Pretoria capital. But looking into the batting side, it, it is filled with experienced players like Riley Russo and Colin Ingram, who have been such stalwarts of the South African cricket for over 15 years. And then you have someone like Will Jacks out there, who was just in sublime touch in the first edition of the SA20. I still remember watching his innings for the Pretoria Capital and he was bashing all the bowlers left, right and centre. He had a strike rate of 201 in the tournament, scored over 270 runs, hit a total of 19 sixes in the tournament, which was the most for anyone. 
So basically, Will Jacks once again will be a player to watch out for because he lighted up the tournament in the first edition. Can he do the same in the second edition? Is something that will be expected from him. And then in the in the bowling department, as I talked about, Wayne Parnell, Ethan Bosch is there. Andrik Nokia is there as well. Someone who has played for the Delhi Capitals as well. Adil Rashid is the spin bowler, the next spinner in the squad. So definitely a good mixture of experience and youth in the Pretoria Capital team heading into the 2024 edition of the SA20. As far as uh, the players that have unfortunately missed out in this edition of the tournament, if you look into that, uh, there has been a bunch of them. Man, some of them is for a good reason. Some of them is uh, unfortunate. Sisanda Magala and Craig Olden, two players who would have been the key factors of the bowling attack of their team, have unfortunately been uh, ruled out out there. Sisanda Magala, due to injury, he missed out the World Cup as well. Now he is missing out this edition of the SA20. Let us hope that it is not a serious, too much serious of an injury which might hamper his career. Craig Overton is someone that has uh, definitely been in the ranks in English cricket over the last four or five years. He is also someone who has been a good right-arm fast bowler out there. And he is someone that this team would have uh, loved to have, but unfortunate that he is missing out. There is a replacement player being mentioned, Pat Kruger, a youngster, an all-rounder out there would be replacing Sisanda Magala out there for the Sunrise Eastern Cape. So let us hope that he has a good uh, turnaround because Temba Bahoma also came in as a replacement player. And he had a, had a decent season for the Sunrise Eastern Cape last year, for sure. As far as the MI Cape Town is concerned, they had brought in uh, Jofra Archer late in the tournament. I still remember the squad were announced. The tournament was about to start in a week. And right before the tournament, the announcement had, had happened that Jofra Archer will be coming into the squad. And he didn't have that impactful season that they would have expected from him. And now in this edition, he will unfortunately not feature because of his injury concerns and, and the English cricket board not uh, telling him outrightly to not participate in any of the tournaments. He didn't uh, put his name in the list of the IPL auction. And he is someone that the English cricket board doesn't want to take too many risks with so that he is completely available 100% for the T20 World Cup that will be happening in June. So in place of Jofra Archer, there is the young sensation of uh, Sri Lanka, that is Nuwan Tushara, someone who has that Maringa's bowling action, and with Lassit Maringa being a part of the coaching department, being the bowling coach of the um, MI Cape Town, certainly it is going to be fun to see how he is going to model Nuwan Tushara in this edition of the SA20. But Nuwan Tushara also is a player who has requests from various places. So he is going to be going to the Bangladesh Premier League, in the later stages of the tournament, possibly. And we might expect Nuan Tushara to be available only for the first four or five games of the MI Cape Town's uh, season, is what uh, the look uh, will be like. And as far as the other players who have uh, missed out are uh, someone like uh, Quinn Makaka and uh, Steve Stolk and Louis de Pretorius are the three players who have been um, missing out in this uh, tournament. The reason behind the, these three youngsters because uh, Dre Pretorius is someone that uh, is a that is a batsman out there for the Ball Royals. He's a vital player for their team for sure. But unfortunately, he has been selected into the Under-19 squad. The Under-19 World Cup is also simultaneously starting around the same period of time in South Africa from January 14th. So he's uh, going for that tournament. 
even Steve uh, Stark for the uh, Pretoria captain, he was their wicketkeeper batsman. He has also been selected selected for the under-19 squad, so he is going there as well. And then there is uh, Kwena Mapaka, who is the right-arm fast bowler for the Bal Royals, who also has been uh, selected for the under-19 squad. So these are the three players who have been uh, selected for the under-19 squad, and that is the reason they will not be donning the jerseys of their respective franchises in this edition of the SA20. And as far as the replacements are concerned, for sure, the, the Pal Royals haven't announced the replacements for the two players that will be missing out. But for Steve Stall in the Pretoria capital, there is going to be an all-rounder in uh, T.N. Van Wooden, who is going to be coming into the squad. And he's been introduced just yesterday, uh, a day before the tournament uh, is uh, getting started. So definitely, he'll be someone that will be looking out for opportunities. And as far as opportunities are concerned, there is quality of talent for sure, because each team has a total of 18 to 20 players in their squad with six overseas players. So it's a good balance of uh, of local flavor, that is the local South African cricketers and the international flavor in the overseas uh, players. So it is going to be a good balance between the two is what we can expect in the SA 2020-2024. The second edition is something that is going to start tonight at 9 p.m. Indian Standard Time. And it will be coming on the Geo Cinema and the Sports 18 uh, Network. And it is going to be the first match today. It will be between the Sunrise Eastern Cape, the defending champions, taking on the Joburg Super Kings, led by Faf Duplessis. And it is going to be a terrific match for sure today because it's a tournament that will be expected to turn up the T20 flavor, the T20 excitement in 2024. And SA20 is definitely a tournament to look forward for as uh, we head into the end of the first episode of the T20 Fever 2024. And this is going to be the case. The tournaments are going to start by, I'm going to come out here on the on the podcast, on the off stump, and I'll provide you all the information that will be required to know, to have an idea of what this tournament will be and how this tournament is progressing. As well, I'll see you on uh, Saturday. And I'll be bringing you all the stuff that will be coming up uh, on the on the other part of those uh, of the SA20 of the Big Bash League of the India versus Afghanistan series as well. That is also something that will be starting up uh, tomorrow. That is uh, on 11th of January, and that is a series that definitely has a huge focal light on Team India because Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli coming back into the Indian team after a long break is certainly something that. No one would have expected uh, because post the T20 World Cup 2022, the expectation was the Indian team was going to go with a young squad into the World Cup. But seeing the injury of Hardik Pandya, Surya Kumar Yadav out there, the experienced heads are required at this very moment. And that is the reason we are seeing Rohit and Virat Kohli coming back into the Indian team. But looking at the rest of the squad, it is the squad that has been playing T20 cricket regularly over the last couple of years. And heading into the World Cup, they will be hoping to have a good series. Here because this is the last time Team India will have a bilateral series. Um, and after this, whatever the players will play, it will be in the IPL. So it is going to be the one last time where Team India is going to play in a T20 series before the World Cup. And they'll be hoping to get the best 15 out there ready for the ICC T20 World Cup that will be starting on June 1st. As far as the Afghanistan team is concerned, they will be really happy at first place because it is uh, their 25th bilateral series that they are playing. That is a big thing because they have been the team that has grown over the last 15 years. 
because their span in international cricket is almost equivalent to the span uh, the lifespan of the IPL. That is how small it is. And with the way they have grown over the last uh, 15 to 17 years, it's just uh, terrific out there. And this is the first time Afghanistan is playing a three-match T20I series against a big team like in India or in England. They are played by a three-match three T20I series against a Bangladesh team, against a Pakistan team. But they haven't played a bilateral series somewhere like in India, Australia or England. So it is going to be a big moment for them. And they will be hoping to do the best out there in the opportunities that will be given to them. Because so far, whenever they have uh, played India, they have been unfortunate in getting the victories for their side. Because five matches have happened so far. And India have managed to win the four. And the one match that got uh, washed out was in the Asian Games earlier uh, last year in September. So definitely, these uh, two teams have only faced in the in the ICC T20 World Cups out there. And they have uh, definitely had their fair share of... Uh, matches against each other but india have been the ones who have dominated them chased off a mediocre target in 2010 t20 world cup and after that for three games they have batted first and they have uh, put up a good score on the board and defended that uh, pretty convincingly so india has a good record against afghanistan and they'll be hoping to come out and perform uh, well in this uh, series for sure and as far as the matches are concerned where all the games will be going on in the uh, series is concerned, it is uh, definitely a focus that we need to see. The first match will be happening in Mohali. The idea is still, I don't know whether it is going to be the new stadium that they have uh, constructed or will be the old one that is the IS Bindra Stadium. That is something that we'll get to know only tomorrow when the match uh, turns up out there. And as far as the other matches are concerned in this uh, series, the Second T20I and the third T20I is going to be happening in Indore and Bengaluru, respectively. And Bengaluru just had a T20 game a month ago, and it was a different wicket altogether. India managed to score 160, and they were able to defend that as well against Australia. So how will this Bengaluru wicket uh, behave this time? That is something that needs to be seen on January 17th. And also, Indore being a venue for a T20 game definitely tells you that it is going to be run fest for sure and we'll be hoping some run feast uh, there as well because Rohit Sharma has a century in that venue against Sri Lanka so he certainly has good memories playing there in Bengaluru also he has done extremely well has scored his first ever double century around 10 years ago in that venue so he has good amount of uh, experience playing in these venues and he will be someone who will be hoping to come out then and play his natural game because he hasn't played T20 cricket that much apart from the IPL over the last one one and a half years but as far as the Afghanistan team is concerned, the biggest miss that they'll be having in their squad is going to be Rashid Khan because they have announced him in the squad, but he is not going to be playing the games because he's recently had his back surgery done and it will require around six to eight weeks for recovery. So certainly he will be someone who is going to be missing a major part of this uh, of the T20 cricket in the next couple of months because he had to be a part of the MI Cape Town team. He got replaced there by Kyron Pollard. He missed out the a uh, big bash league for the Adelaide strikers and now this bilateral series against Team India. So some major matches that he is missing for sure. But I, but with the amount of cricket that Rashid Khan plays, certainly having the break at this time period is certainly that is definitely advisable for sure. But in his absence, it is a quality Afghanistan team. It doesn't feel like this Afghanistan team is uh, any different without uh, having him or not in the squad. So it is definitely not an issue is what we can say. And that is the reason why they have announced a 19-member squad for the tournament here. 
and they will be led by their captain Ibrahim Sadran or Raman Lidurbaz, two extremely talented batters out there, technically sound and having the ability to go big. And then there is the likes of Hasrutullah Sasai, who has been inconsistent in his ways, but still has uh, quality return on him when it comes to uh, big hitting in T20 cricket. Najibullah Sadran, someone who is another player who has been inconsistent. But certainly a player to look out for in T20 form. And very much another experienced head, Mohamed Nabi, the president out there coming out and doing his job pretty decently every single time he is given the bat and given the ball. Azmat Omarzai is someone who is you know, growing himself as the space bowling all-rounder because Afghanistan has almost everything. They have a quality batter, they have a quality fast bowler, they have a quality spinner. But a quality pace bowling all-rounder is something that they were uh, lacking. And Azmat Omarzai is definitely someone that is filling up those shoes uh, really, really well. The spin department in the absence of Rashid Khan will be led by Mujibur Rahman. And he has good chunk of players under his side because he has Noor Ahmed who is going to bring the mystery aspect. Then there is Mohamed uh, Salam Khail who is also another wrist spinner who can who is uh, terrifically talented as well. There is Kai Ahmed, the leg spinner out there. There is Gulbadin Naib, another, um, another same bowling all-rounder who can uh, help out in the middle order for the team. And as far as the pace battery, it is Fazalak, Faruqi, Naveen Mullah and Farid Ahmad. These are the three uh, main paces for the Afghanistan team. So, even in the absence of Rashid Khan, this Afghanistan team looks a very well-settled team and definitely has that capacity to punch up out their weights against a quality and a qualitative youth and experienced team of Team India out there with Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma at the helm of the affairs. So it is going to be a terrific three-match T20S series between India and Afghanistan. And there is something that will be starting up tomorrow, January 11th, live in, in Mohali. That is going to be the first match happening. And how the result is going to be, something that we need to see. Because Mohali, Indore, Bengaluru, known as batting tracks, will it live up to that? That is something that we will see as the tournament, uh, as the series progresses. But here on the Opstam podcast, on the T20 Fever, I myself, Dhanush Lavanya. I'm saying thank you, and I'll be seeing you in the next episode on Saturday. And by that time, we'll be having some games done in the SA20. I'll be bringing updates on that. I'll be bringing updates on the T20 series between India and Afghanistan. And also looking to the Big Bash League as well. Until then, have a good uh, clicking uh, watch out there. Make sure that you enjoy the T20 carnival that is going to be starting up, that is going to be intensifying as the days progress. And I'll be bringing to you all the information related to that here on the D20 feed.